Welcome to America's Commercial Real Estate Show, your source for market intel, forecasts, and strategies. Hello, I'm Michael Bull. Thank you for being with us. This segment is brought to you by CommercialAgentSuccess.com. Check it out. It is the ultimate in commercial agent training. Learn more at CommercialAgentSuccess.com. You know, one of the sectors that has really kind of blown up over the last many years, really, probably the last 10 years, it seems, is multifamily and the multifamily investment sales, percentage of investment sales of, of all sectors has just gone crazy. It's really, there's more multifamily selling than anything. Well, why is that? What, what, what is the future of multifamily? Why is, were there all this demand? Well, let's find out. Please welcome my guest. It's Kip Soden. He's chairman and CEO of Reef Holdings. Kip, thank you for joining us, sir. Uh, Michael, thank you for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. Well, uh, I'd like to ask you, you know, some things that the audience would be curious about, about kind of multifamily uh, moving forward and some of the things you see from your desk. And you guys just recently uh, completed a portfolio, a $534 million uh, portfolio of 21 communities. Tell us a little bit about that and, uh, and, and about the location interest to you. Yeah, happy to. So. Our multifamily uh, platform or division is one of five within the company. Uh, we'll say it is probably the fastest growing and we're extremely bullish on the multifamily space uh, in the south, southeast part of the United States. That's where we're seeing uh, population growth uh, across, you know, really all, you know, uh, all uh, commercial real estate sectors benefiting from that growth, but particularly multifamily. The uh, uh, portfolio that you're referring to, we uh, called Transcoastal 21, and it involved the acquisition of 21 properties, three different sellers uh, in seven states throughout the Southeast, uh, a total of a little over 4,000 units. And it is right down the middle of the fairway for what Reef Holdings looks for in, you know, uh, buying multifamily today. I mean, we're looking for, um, you know, value add opportunistic buys. Um, this particular portfolio uh, was attractive to us. As I said, it was actually three different sellers, but, um, you know, locations were, you know, there were seven properties in Savannah, Georgia, three properties in Mobile, Alabama, one in Greenville, uh, North Carolina, Macon, Georgia, uh, New Orleans or Slidell, and one in uh, Tallahassee, Florida, three in Houston, and uh, three in uh, upstate Arkansas. We're active in all those markets, and it was a very complimentary portfolio to our existing portfolio. Yeah, and you had... Uh... Partners there, DLP Capital and 3650 uh, REIT partner. So institutional capital uh, is, really has an interest now, I guess, in, in those cities, I guess, would all be considered maybe secondary or tertiary markets, right? I think that's correct. In fact, we started um, this platform focused on uh, secondary and tertiary markets throughout the south southeast. At the time, we 
started that acquisition program, uh, we were able to buy at you know 100 basis points to 150 basis points higher cap rate than if that exact same asset was located in a larger MSA. And we were hoping that the uh, you know debt and equity wouldn't figure that out, but <laughs> sadly they have. And as a result, there's a tremendous amount of competition in all of these markets today. And uh, you know we're seeing cap rate contraction, and you know you're 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 getting um, it's it's much more difficult to buy uh, in these markets. Yeah, and lenders like Freddie Mac uh, really love the space, right? Even though it's those types of markets, they do. In fact. Uh, most of what we do in that vertical or that platform is uh, geared to agency debt. Uh, quite a bit of Fannie in the last, I want to say the last 800 million has been uh, Freddie Mac. We did a, another portfolio that we closed less than a year ago involving 12 properties. Those were all financed with uh, Freddie Mac on floaters. These 21 were financed with Freddie Mac on 10-year uh, fixed rate loans. Okay, excellent. So, Kip, some folks are kind of looking at the uh, cap rates that, that multifamily is bringing today and raising some eyebrows, but yet we're seeing incredible rent growth. What do you guys look at that in regard to the cap rates you're having to pay to acquire assets today and the future growth of these assets? You know, the, the cap rates that you've got, you know, cap rates have contracted such that you've got to believe in the markets in which you're acquiring and that you will continue to see you know, rent growth. Obviously, you know, having uh, debt as low as it is today, uh, you know, affords for some spreads on uh, cap rates versus, you know, at what price you can finance. And, and that is likewise helpful. Yeah. I remember in, in oh, I guess it was 07, you know, 06 and 07, uh, you know, I'd lead a company that, that sells investment properties around the Southeast. And and as we were doing our pro formas, you know, we kind of knew that our, the cap rates wouldn't stay that low. And as, as we're trying to figure exit cap rates on our underwriting, we're like, hold on this, you know, what cap rate will we use on exit? We, we, we know it can't be this low. How did you guys look at that? We will stress, you know, any assets that we're looking um, at and our exits are gonna be 50 to 100 bips you know, higher depending on the overall business plan for a particular, you know, asset or, or group of assets. Uh, we do think scale matters and we're seeing more and more, you know, institutional capital wanting to write the bigger checks uh, in the secondary and tertiary markets. And One so of the things that, that people are concerned about in the multifamily world today is as these rents continue to rise, is really the affordability. How many tenants can a afford to pay these. And I guess these, this portfolio in particular, I guess, kind of fits into that kind of affordable working family range. What do you guys look at as far as percentage of a, a tenant's income uh, that you could allocate to housing and, and still be safe? Well, in, in, in underwriting, we're going to want to see, uh, you know, a three times to a three and a half times, uh, you know, the, the monthly rental rate in, in uh, income being generated by the household. And, um, you know, we do have a diversity of assets within any portfolio from, you know, uh, assets that are would be considered A to, uh, you know, B, B minus even, all within one portfolio to, 
cover a wider range of the tenant base in, okay. a, in a particular market. And a couple, and a couple of, of maybe easy, quick questions, questions for you. For you. Revenue yeah, management, you guys yeah, like it, like you it, use it? Uh, we do not. Uh, our, we, we do have in-house property management, Reef Residential, and uh, we spend a lot of time on, uh, you know, knowing the markets, uh, you know, watching what our competition is doing and want to, you know, uh, you know test the waters as, as it, you know, relates to what we can achieve with without uh, compromising occupancy. And it is, you know, different property by property, location by location, and really dependent on what capital has been allocated to a particular, you know, asset and what condition it's in. Right. And, you know, you guys self-managing too, you have a you know, little more control that, you know, decisions are being made uh, proactively and actively. I think one of the things with the uh, revenue management, and, and if, if some of your listeners aren't familiar, revenue management for apartments is kind of like it is for hotels or airlines, right? It, you know, the, the price may be different uh, day, day to day to day, depending on uh, the computer program. And, uh, and a lot of uh, A-class communities use revenue management, and it seems to to be very helpful. I remember uh, when I started in this business, I started uh, running a management company and uh, <laughs> we didn't have revenue management. And I had these fake names and accents because so I, I would call and find out everything about my, my competition so that I could price my properties uh, appropriately. Um, I guess with the type of properties that you guys have, I guess there's a lot of, 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 of pets and things in those communities, right? Yeah, there are. We allow, you know, pets. Again, it depends on the community and it depends on, uh, you know, there's a different size, you know, size, uh, you know, maximum size per, you know, uh, animal. And so, but yeah, we do, sense. yes. That makes sense. What about co-living? Co -living? You guys getting involved, getting involved in that involved? at all? Uh, no, um, you know, no, there's, there's going to be a, you know, primary on every lease and, um, uh, we do not. Right. And, and if you guys in the apartment world that are listening or watching know what that is, but if you're not, uh, co-living is where some, the landlords even get involved by renting, uh, apartments out by the room, kind of like student housing, if you will. Um, and some, um, some landlords are doing some of that, uh, which is kind of interesting. Uh, when you look at the multifamily market moving forward, Kip, is there, what's your biggest concern for the industry? Well, you know, I think that if we see, you know, I, I do not believe that cap rates can stay as low as they are today. And, uh, you know, prices that are being, you know, paid for, you know, multifamily assets, you're going to see much more, you know, new construction. Those spreads are widening. And, uh, you know, I think that supply will come up and meet demand, but I think that's further into the future in the markets at which we, you know, focus. I think that the uh, South and Southeast is seeing just explosive population growth, uh, greater population growth than it's ever seen, and demand for, uh, you know, multifamily and housing in general continues to increase, which will give I think multifamily a longer uh, run in in this part of the country. 
Yeah. We're talking with Kip Soden. He is chairman and CEO of Reef Holdings. And, and Kip, you guys also do ground up development. Obviously, you're doing renovations and things on a lot of these communities. So talk to us a minute about construction costs and kind of the impact there on, on your existing properties and, and your new developments. Right. So in our ground up development platform, again, we are really focused on areas where uh, demand exceeds supply and supply cannot readily come in to meet that demand because of barriers to entry. And in that particular vertical at Reef, we are building to exit to institutional capital. Um, and, you know, we can theoretically build any product type anywhere in the U.S. that meets that criteria. But I will say that in our ground up development, we're currently developing, uh, you know, hospitality and uh, multifamily. Uh, multifamily that we're, you know, developing, we're just finishing a project just north of Nashville in Gallatin, Tennessee. We've uh, broken ground on two projects in central Texas and uh, again, multifamily. And then through another vertical, we're building extended stay hospitality in growth markets uh, just throughout the U.S. How has the, how is the volatility of uh, construction and labor costs impacting these developments today? Well, it's significant. I mean, they, obviously, uh, the cost of material has gone up and then there's a labor sh shortage. So, you know, you've got to know and plan ahead of time as best you can. And, um, you know, we are, uh, at least as it relates to multifamily, our own general contractor, we have Reef Construction Services. And so we're constantly, you know, uh, keeping up with, uh, you know, our need for building materials and, and buying, you know, ahead of time. We'll lock in prices. Another, I guess, rapid fire, quick question. Security deposits, you guys still do security deposits or anything new related there? No, not, not, nothing different. And yes, we still uh, take security deposits. Mm -hmm. Okay, excellent. So the, the rising construction costs and, and labor costs, um, do you think that's slowing down when you when you're putting a pen to pencil on these new developments, is it slowing down new development? Is that another reason that buying existing product uh, can help more promise? You would think it would slow down new development, but it's, it's really not. I mean, I think that, you know, a lot of developers are seeing such great demand. And when you look at the rental rates that are achievable in a lot of these markets, uh, new development still makes sense. I mean, we're always looking to uh, you know, have 150 basis points to hunt to 200 basis points, you know, between, you know, cap on cost versus market cap. And with cap rates as low as they are today, that's not hard to do. So you are seeing uh, new development in spite of the uh, increased cost of construction. Right. Now, okay, I think it will slow down as cap rates tick up. Kip, what would you leave our audience with to think about uh, regarding multifamily moving forward? Well, we're going to remain extremely bullish on, on multifamily. We think there's, you know, opportunities to make strategic buys throughout the Sunbelt region of the United States and, uh, you know, really the, the Southeast even more so. And uh, we are very bullish on the, you know, air quotes, workforce housing space, the, you know, BB plus quality. Um, 
multifamily to fulfill the uh, population growth or to work towards fulfilling the population growth and the uh, need for supply. All right. Well, Kip, thanks for joining us, sir. Appreciate it. My pleasure. Thank you for having me. All right. And thank you for joining us around the country. Please let us know what you think. Thank you for sharing the show uh, and subscribe if you haven't uh, done that. And uh, hey, please share the show with your connections. And until next week, be sure that you always lead, learn and laugh and join us for America's Commercial Real Estate Show. America's Commercial Real Estate Show is brought to you by Buxton. Take leasing, site selection, and due diligence to the next level. Make the right decisions with on-demand mobile data. Visit buxtonco.com. By Bull Realty. For proven commercial real estate asset and occupancy solutions, contact me. My email is michael at bullrealty.com. By Commercial Agent Success. Expert-level commercial real estate broker training. Cloud Access One, up to 21 one-hour videos. Visit commercialagentsuccess.com. Thank you for reviewing, subscribing, and sharing America's commercial real estate show.